Welcome to Pathless Podcast. This is Lightlessness. I'm Ben, your DM, back here with... Sam, playing Notchstern. Matt, playing Babries and Wisp. Corian Sillicent, playing Reed. Alright, uh, thank you all for the long wait between episodes. We are finally able to get back together thanks to Thanksgiving. Um, we have for you a 15 second wrap up, which probably will not do justice. Uh, so I was thinking for the 15 second wrap up, each of us are going to do a 15 second wrap up, and you pick up where the last person left off. We'll actually make it 10, so it's not too long here. So I'll do 10 seconds, and then we'll just go around the circle. So, where do we want to start? The characters came out of the Veyron Mountains to find Morva butt naked after visiting the dwarves and getting a diamond for Unity. They found out that Morva was having problems dealing with his people, and he ended up leaving anyway and followed them down to Tribec. Mm -hmm. And in Tribec, we went to Unity where we used the diamond to help them make their not EMP. Um, and that had some pretty good effectiveness at short range against lycanthropes. Uh, with the long range lycanthropes not able to be killed instantly, they had to do a little bit more work. So we decided to, or so we had a discussion of where to go and... And we decided to send two or was it one? It went, two. Yeah, it was two. Two workers back with Morva to the entrance of the Veyron Mountains where the tunnel connects to the Diamondback Mountains. And then we decided that we will be heading down the Trinata River down towards the south, ultimately, possibly to Piazza. Also, Sam has a soul siphoning stick. Oh, yeah. yeah I was going to say we skipped the whole genie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We <laughs> met an aspect of Malar who we are now in bed with. Yeah. To collect souls and power yes. for Malar through him. Is right. sexy. Is sexy. Yes. I don't actually get that. He said we're in bed with him. Yes. So he's sexy. Oh, oh, we have to we have to make sure we okay. Yes. We're in bed with him. Yes. yes. <coughs> I understand now. So, um, HP bonus time. Uh, we are getting to that point where you guys are traveling through more of the campaign that you guys should know from your backgrounds. So it's been a long time since a lot of you uh, have had the chance and ability to touch the backgrounds. Um, so what I want is two pieces of information and get a full HP from your background. Um, so this isn't information that's come out in the campaign. This is things that you were told in your background. Okay. So you can try it, Sam, and see where we get with it. Okay. Um, it should be like world information, not like my character did this or you know something you know about. Okay, so... Would this work where when I was in the Strodag Mountains, I saw a silver moon thingy crash, and then we found that in the um, Kekchu Pass that was actually um, the alien sort of thing, Ochnus? Yeah, Ochnus arrived in. Yep. Yeah. All right, cool. Nice pick. Mm. Do you have one more? We probably treat that as a full one. I thought that was pretty good, but... Do you have anything else about... Um... The Thromberg archives sure. are named after like the second king? Correct. Something? Yeah, I think it's the second king. Yeah, he, he wanted to start a library. Yeah, it was definitely not the first king, because when he got over here, he was just kind of setting everything up Murdoch. So I think it was the second king. Very good. Awesome. Murdoch is such like a metal name. <laughs> so, yeah. So from my background, I came in off the crawl down to Piazza. Mm -hmm. Piazza. And... Started my adventure gathering uh, wooden horses, well, the elemental horses, uh, which turned out to be Wisp, once I was able to make a wish. And the other one is uh, the Duke, Duke Penlon, I forget his first name, um, Bokwarian's father. He, I gave him uh, the rapier from my old captain. Mm -hmm. and uh, that's been kind of like my home base uh, coming back. And also I saw a mural at, I forget the... Hicks Processing. Hicks Processing. There was a, a mural that was like a busted-down mural version of people like worshipping what we thought was the sun or the moon, and that could have been a hint to us unleashing the never-ending night. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. Uh, Penlot is his first name because Zillison mm -hmm. is his last Zillison. name. Yeah. Oh, so it was Duke Penlot. Okay, yeah, so yeah, I was right. Yeah. Well, Duke Sillison to you, but... Oh. <laughs> Alright, go ahead. Read. So, just to clarify, this is stuff that has come up in the 
It doesn't have to be. Okay. Gotcha. Um, it, we're really just looking for fleshing out some of your background so it's fresh in your minds and people have an idea of who your characters are and where they've come from. Gotcha. Huh? Yeah, but more than like, I am a librarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Corin Zilson had somewhat of a troubled childhood, being as his mother left his father early on, and his father is quite obsessive, so he was a bit torn about that, and he really came to admire more the knights in his father's militia that he uh, was in charge of uh, training, rather than his father or his mother, because he didn't even know her. So that's where a lot of his uh, chivalry aspects come from. And for the most part, Corian Zilson, despite the fact that Penlod Zilson is under the king, who is more, you know, progressive, so to say, since it was set up by Murdoch back in, back when uh, they came over from... Uh, Simsara. Uh, Simsara. Samara. I Samara. Think I, Samara. Yeah. No, it is Samara. Yeah. Um, his family, mostly, uh, most of his close family would be uh, the more natural elves that originated in this land and therefore run more natural farms. Like Galdahan. Like Galdahan, yes. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Good work. All right, now we can get into the game. Gaming time. So, uh, I did the math for you guys by counting the squares. It's 19 miles on the Midland Plains grass. Uh, that grass is super duper worn down and stubble. It's a uh, brown, hard stubble now. And um, because of that, it actually makes travel a little faster because it used to be tall grass. So according to the 5e book, you can get from 15 to 20 miles in one day. Um, and we're assuming you guys have a full day's worth of travel. You know, I don't really remember how the morning last or ended last time. So I'm gonna let you guys get to Galdahan in one day from Unity here. Um, but we are going to do a little bit of traveling. So uh, you all were ready to leave Unity, right? You had procured an item randomly from Job, and that was Babry's procured an item randomly from Job, mm -hmm. and then everyone was allowed to take five rations, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so I'm up to eight currently. Yeah, they gave you out five. So um, one thing to point out for you guys as you start traveling um, it's been a long time that I think you guys have been able to travel through wide open land. Um, Hicks Mill up was the last time you guys all really did that when you guys were heading from Hicks Mill. And there was a lot going on. Big fires at the Capitol. You know, you guys were going over into the mountains. We're seeing things different. Um, so I would like some general wisdom or perception checks related to the land and the time and what you're experiencing. So we're doing, this is nature? Yeah, that's fine. If, if you can come up with an ability that marks your, you know, looking at the things around you, nature works great for that because, you know, you were paying attention to how nature was before. Okay, so I'm at 19. Okay. Is there still double grass or like, is everything like dead because of the no sun or is it still growing because of the sun? So the moon is not allowing anything to grow. Okay. For the most part. Um, and yeah, like nature-wise, so one thing I can tell you with your nature check is um, these plains, especially on your trip up from Piazza, were full of um, animals that, uh, you know, there was um, boars, there were badgers, there was lots of... Uh, badger, badger, badger. Badger, badger, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, there was lots of animal life that had been in these lands before uh, in your travel up. And they were using the grass to live off of and burrows to hide in. Um, and you guys did experience some of the birds near the Skrogang Mountain going a little nuts. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing nuts animals right now. You're seeing no animals, and you're seeing the vegetation dying. So, the nature is not doing well. What did you? What type of check did you run, Sam? Um, I just went with wisdom, and I got an 18. All right. Constantly looking up, um, you're noticing that the moon itself is changing. Um, it is still a full moon. But uh, to your trained eye, the light that you were supporting behind it is like changing its source or something about that, you know, source behind that is changing. So is something like a, weird is going on with the moon. Is it like a different color or anything now? Because before I think you said it was like purple. Correct. Um, I'm going to say that the hue is changing, but you're, you're still 
and a light purplish. Like it's it's not strong enough change. Sure. And I need to make sure my power options are good. Ribotepa. Well, I can go with like insight or insight or perception, or just wisdom, whichever. Okay. Um. Let's hear what you rolled, and then I'll see what okay. I can do with it. So I got a 17 without proficiency bonuses. All right, so if you had a roll that included proficiency bonuses, it'd be like, what do you guys have it for proficiency right now? Plus three. Plus three. All right. Um, I'm going to say that uh, in your travels, a lot of your interest had um, been on the amount of people on the roads and the amount of people that you could see. Because um, people don't only live in these major towns. There are settlements scattered across in, in these things. And um, you do notice uh, as you're traveling through these things that with your dark vision and this moonlight and everything like that, you can see a lot of these homes still in place. Okay. Um, but you don't see people outside them necessarily. Gotcha. So you're starting to notice, oh, wait, isn't that that spot that I saw before where people were living? Maybe you can't see up close to see whether or not there are people there, but yeah. There still is houses in these areas or shacks or huts, whatever you want to fill in the blank. All right. Uh, as you guys continue to travel, um, Baybreeze notices some animal life out in the distance. Uh, it's off your path, the direction you guys are headed, but there appears to be... Let me see how many. Uh, and they're easy to see because they look like small pigs at this distance. So you can imagine they're much bigger pigs at a closer distance. Uh, I, I don't necessarily have to give you a number, I guess, because it's, it's going to be something you guys uh, divert yourself to go to. But there's definitely more than the three of them. Hey guys, there's some boars over there. Do you want me to try to pick one off so we can eat that for dinner? Could be a nice change. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna bring out my short bow. Okay, so um, currently I'm gonna say the boars are a mile out. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> they're uh, so the very fact that you can see them, you know that they're some sort of gigantic animals. That's what I was saying. Like they look like small pigs at this distance. Oh, gotcha. But uh, your perception, the fact that they're so far away and they look like small pigs, they're very large, large That's, pigs. Yeah, I can't shoot with a small bow. Yeah. Well, we'd have to <laughs> we'd have to actually go hunt them down. Do you guys want to try that? Because they might be a bit of a challenge if we can see them from this far out. Well, I don't know that it's that much of a priority at the moment. How many do you think they are? It looks like there's about three. I mean, that seems like a lot. A lot of meat for just three of us. That's true. We don't want to waste all of our bullets on these buffalo, I mean boar. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Well, here, we can get back to going. But that's the first sign of life that I've seen uh, in the past like, two weeks. Outside yeah. of that uh, dark dwarven, or not, dark druid area. Yeah, that is, uh, we haven't seen anything lately. But at least they're still around. That's good. And I guess they're they're too big for you to talk to. Aye, and they're too far away too, and it's out far path. Yeah. Okay, so you guys continue on towards Galahan. Um, at a great distance from Galahan, uh, I don't know how many miles it has to be because it's too hard to figure out. But we'll say you guys have only traveled like maybe half, three quarters of a day. Uh, you guys are able to see a huge sun in the sky. It's low, but it's it's a big sun, and it is projecting off a ton of light that um, doesn't reach you guys, uh, so there's something abnormal about the light, but you can see the area it's lighting up from as far back as you guys are. Oh, wow. Oh, my eyes! <laughs> there's no injustice in the night! <laughs> yeah, I, you're not that close to it that it's going to necessarily cause stuff like that, but as you move closer, obviously, you'll, mm -hmm. you'll adjust. Do we see any... Uh, more like plant life or anything like that the closer it like gets to the top yeah so um, as you guys move in you guys see greenery mm -hmm. underneath that uh, you might start seeing movement things moving um, and you guys know that you're coming on Galahan which uh, was Rog's farm that you guys have been at before mm -hmm. I wonder if it's Rog um, looks, so, like, uh, looks like your uncle uh, knows some tricks to fight off against this darkness or possibly my grandpa but 
Oh, he's your grandfather? I thought he was your uncle. No, no. The Yairin's like an uncle-grandpa. Because yeah. uh, Rog is a cousin. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's oh, right. Sorry, right, right. I wasn't stepping on you. I just wanted yeah, to... No yeah. Right, yeah. And Iron is his name? Or something. Yeah, Iron. Mm-hmm. The, ba- the badger maker. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, good. Hopefully this will be a safe place. And this time we don't have... Uh... Oh, no, he wasn't He wasn't a werewolf at the time, was he? No. That was way before. Yeah. Okay. So at least he doesn't have to know about that. Nope. Nope. Or we could blame it on him. Nobody ever needs to know about that, according to Corian. He definitely was a little, uh, he had more oomph to his sword, though, when he was a tiger. That's true. Yep. Okay, so, um, mm. as you guys start getting closer to all this, the uh, light becomes more opened up, and um, you guys can start seeing that around you, you know, the, the land you were just coming from, uh, those boars are, like, kind of following you, but at a distance. Before, it wasn't as noticeable, because they were still staying a great distance, but they seem to be uh, migrating with you guys. Can we tell, if, can I do, like, a check to see if they look threatening? You'll have to get closer. They're, um, they're staying at a great distance from you guys, but you can still see them after half a day's travel. We'll say you saw them, like, a quarter day in. And you can still see them, so they must be moving the same direction you guys are moving. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I wonder if these boar were eating all the other wildlife to stay alive. I don't know. Or I don't think boars are carnivores. They're, are they omnivores? Omnivores. <laughs> I think they eat grass. But with this chaotic moon, it might have done something to the animals. That's I mean, possible. That's possibility. You guys had an experience with the ravens attacking mm-hmm. trying to eat you guys. Over at the Screening Mountains. Yeah. But they yeah, were regular size were... ravens. Yeah. I'm just saying. There, there were also some random ravens in the Screening Mountains. <laughs> For all I know, the Screening Mountains also host uh, <laughs> rabid beavers. And... <laughs> that's true. No, no, yeah. yeah. Th- these would be beasts more accustomed to the land that you already were mm-hmm. in before. So that's true. This is not necessarily weird beasts. So that's just information for you guys. If you guys want to continue forward, I will get you guys to Galhan. Can I also, since I should be reading this book every day? Yes. Get a little thing. I'm... Sure. Last thing I, I said. I was supposed to give you a print on I'm sorry. Was I was print. practicing from Naor, um, mm-hmm. Brother Tree, no, Brother stole the books. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he took them to the dad. But then she stole them back. Uh-huh. And he took them back. And he's going to keep them in. All right. Uh, he's starting to feel the I'm starting to feel a spirit of the gods in me. The more I practice, the more at peace with nature I feel. I asked Father if I could travel down to our wise relative, Trielen. I've heard he is one with nature. I'll likely never know if this is the same experience he has, since my father has no interest in letting me think about living as opposed to living itself. Think about living as opposed to living itself. And that's the journal assist of the diary entry, which is longer. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, thanks. Dear diary, I hope no one reads this a thousand years from now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I hate my mom. <laughs> so we still want to go to Galvahan and ignore those hogs? We might be well, able to give some food I think for we your can family. Deal with them if they get close enough. Okay. And they might be going towards the sun for normalcy. Yeah. Might not be aggressive. Well, that aggressive. My, my assumption at this point is that that sun is there in order to keep the crops alive. True. So if there are is grass over there, then the hogs may be... Coming to eat. Yes. Makes sense. So you guys reach the Trinata, which is huge. Um, you guys have no way of crossing this. But people across the river see you guys. Um, some of the Elvis workers. And... Um, while you guys are at a great distance, you see that a bunch of them are starting to come together and group up, uh, seeing people head this way. Mm-hmm. So um, they have various weapons in their hands as you guys get a little closer, but none of them are range, and uh, it's not all that threatening. Gotcha. We should pick them off one by one. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me make sure I'm not missing anything for you guys. No, I'm not missing anything. Okay, so... um. The, we're going to call the river, like, the length of this across. Okay. And then you guys are at one side of it. Um, so, I'm going to just roll a percentage to see how heavy the river flow is right now with everything going on. Okay. 
And uh, as long as you guys can find a way to augment communication or move into this point, you should be able to communicate with them. Okay. At All the right. current flow. I have message. You have telepathy. Yeah. <laughs> Which one do you think we use first? Probably message. All right. Go I don't know if this might be too loud for me to... And they should be able to recognize you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the hope, anyway. All right, so... The sun's in your faces. It is over top <coughs> of them, about 100 feet in the air. Cool. Um, you guys can now see that only a 100 by 100 foot patch is receiving sunlight, and it's dropping off at that point. Okay. So you get, like, this dark land wall. Um, but the light provides a kind of magical illumination beyond that point. But it's not like pure sunlight. That 100 by 100 is this pure sunlight spot. Okay, yeah. and it's like dusk after that. Almost. Yeah, and it's it's definitely brighter than the moon land you're in. So like the light is having some effect beyond it. But it's wearing off like at a drop-off rate that is significant. So. Alright, you will send a message spell over to one of the elves standing there? Yeah. So I take out my crystal light sword, sit it in front of me, you know. Mm-hmm. Rest my hands on it. And... I will attempt to identify from this range whoever looks to be the most competent. All right. Um, I mean, you're, you're familiar with the way their farms work, mm -hmm. and surprisingly enough to you, you can see that they're all dressed in the same garb they're normally dressed in. You know, this place seems to be rather untouched by this catastrophe. So you're able to find a supervisor. They do have their roles and their hierarchy, and you're able to get, grab someone who you know is in charge of more. Okay. Greetings, brethren. I am Corian Zilsen, son of Duke Penlod Zilsen, Duke of Marisi. I come seeking passage across the Ternata to enter your camp. Oh. Can, can they talk back to her? No, I don't know how this works. I actually can't remember. Give me half a second. Okay, I was going to have him just start talking and then say that it all gets drowned out. <laughs> like, see a guy, like, going, like, shaking his head. Um, hmm. That might be a problem. <laughs> Well, no, can't, can't they because he did that to Rita Brightsky up on top, and then she was able to shout back down. I don't know how it worked. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, they can. He can reply. Yes. Okay, he can reply. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. Good call, Matt. Um, so you know, he says back like, uh, "Corian, what what are you doing here? Shouldn't you be at your keep?" Unfortunately, I was away. Oh, I guess I got to cast again, but it's a cantrip. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, don't worry about casting it. We'll let it go. Um. Well, I was away at the Capitol on business when all this happened, so unfortunately I have not had time to return home yet. I see. Um, well, definitely stop by before returning home. If you guys plan on making it across, unfortunately, um, our barges have been taken. So uh, my advice would be to head north, get in the river, and just kind of float down to the right. It should be doable. We will make the best effort of it. <laughs> Uh, your other option, of course, is to uh, go down to Marisi. Marisi still has the uh, ability to cross, from what we hear. They should still have ways to get across. But ours were taken. Right. I will confer with my chief, super chief supervisor. So just uh, I'm looking at the map, are we like right in the middle here? Or Galdahan, that's this one? Yeah, right. it's right it's here. Far. Yeah, and the, the trip to Marisi is probably only like three quarters of a day. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little less. Probably half a day, actually. Okay. I think it's only 10 squares, from what I can see. But yeah, you guys are in that square right there. You know, right at the river's end. Mm. Alright, so, do we attempt to float across <laughs> the river, or do we double back and hit this after... The, the only thing I'm thinking is that if we're going to head south anyway, mm -hmm. then I don't see the point in doubling back to Gautaham. Right. Uh, well, I mean, the sun's here, so that's... Pretty yeah, I mean, I would like to find out what these people have to know, right? So yeah. I would like to cross this river now rather than go down to Marisi and then have to walk back up. Right. So Now, if their barge is taken over, we could take it back, maybe. And where would the barge... Is that north? I will ask. <laughs> ask. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened to the barges, you say? Yeah. <laughs> um... We actually uh, had quite the change around here with uh, everything being the way it is. So, um, you know, they're, they're no longer ours. We had to give them up as part of the exchange. Exchange with who? Oh, the new Silver Moon government. For the record, since I have not been back to the capital and I have not heard terribly much on my travels, 
is Mercy under the command of the Silver? I think you should probably get over here and talk to uh, Rog about all that. Uh, you know, he knows how everything went down. He's the one who made the discussion with the Silver Moon, you know, gotcha. officials. But um, there's a tone in his voice. If tone can okay. pass a message, if Got tone can pass a message, there's a uh, there's something foreboding in that. Like he's he, he doesn't want to talk about okay Got what's on. going on with Mercy. Gotcha. Well, all right. So evidently, the quote unquote new government has the barges, and Galdahan is working in cooperation, quote unquote, with the quote unquote new government, also known as the quote-unquote, Order of the Silver Moon. Mm. Those people again. Mm, can I tell you something funny, Sam? Yeah. I was reading your background the other day, and you had the cold of the Silver Moon in your background. Bubble sent it to you. Oh, so when you? you guys were like, let me use my telepathy to see what the name of this thing's called, I like realized that like if you could put together the pieces that Bubbles was... Sending me? Yeah. yeah. It was all there. It was really interesting. Sorry. Uh, well, lads, do you think that Wisp can get across the river? Without... Easy. <laughs> so would, oh, Wisp, yeah. would Wisp be able to, like, carry one of us to the Maybe, time? that's a good idea. I like that idea. Wisp <laughs> might be able to take it's one of you at a time. <laughs> we'll, we'll ride yeah. on top of a so, Wisp. Um, this is supposed to be a skill check. Mm-hmm. Or skill whatever. So, um, Wisp is going to have very high advantage at winning this skill thing. And if that's how you guys want to roll it, and then if one of you get dropped, you'll have to go through the paces. And maybe end up a little down south. <laughs> if, if you guys don't move po- up north. Possibly <laughs> just make a new character. But, <laughs> but I like that. I like that solution. Well, we could try one at a time. Maybe I'll go because I'm the lightest. Oh, yeah. I'll have the easiest time with him. All right. All right, Wisp. Let's uh, let's try this out, buddy. Because he can okay. do more checks, right? I'm just like... He has advantage on all these checks. The um, first one to get you know quarter way across is only a DC 10. And um, you can add a strength. To it, his strength modifier. Oh, okay. I have a negative strength. It's good. <laughs> See, it was yeah. like, no, I'm pretty sure strength swim modifier. checks are all still done by strength. I mean, it wouldn't make sense to me that they changed it. Well, they don't have athletics. a swim check yet. So, yeah. What's athletics by strength. now? Strength, yeah. Strength is the athletics. I knew it was athletics, guys. I was just saying we're swimming. Do we all have a negative strength? Uh, I have a zero. You have a zero? Okay. I have negative one. Nice. Yeah. Okay. But Wisp has a high strength, right? Uh, Wisp has 18 strength. Yeah. Alright, so go ahead. And roll your advantage D20s, DC 10 on your first getting across. Alright, All right, so pass. 1, 8, and then a 16 plus. Uh, yeah, you've, you've passed. Was okay. it DC 10? Alright, so uh, you guys see Wisp floating babies across. Oh. <laughs> and this um, isn't that bad. <laughs> he's a quarter of the way across. Now it's a DC 12. Alright, so I passed. Passed, yeah. Alright, it comes up to a DC 15. Seven and a thirteen plus Three. Four. Three plus four. Yeah, you're fine. All right. And um, now you just gotta pass a twelve and then a ten to get home. All right, this is a little bumpy in the middle, guys. A nineteen. Okay, so and a ten to get home. A three. I ended up doing five. That's okay. <laughs> oh, phew. All right, so thirteen. That's good. Yeah. All right, so Bay Breeze is across. Ah, <sighs> hey fellas, were we saying like this was a hundred foot here? What the river? Right. It's the whole distance here. Hey, I was just trying to... Look, I'm just thinking, maybe we should have sent Bay Breeze across with the end of a rope, just in case something happened. That way, when we ferry the next person across... it's a mile across. Okay, that's All a lot right, so, longer. Yeah, that's a bit longer. But yeah. this is a skill check thing, mm-hmm. so it can represent as much distance as we need to. I did five right. checks to represent a mile. It's a lot better than having like a whole hour. Of just yeah, we're not gonna checks. wade yeah, yeah. across this whole entire thing. So just for the record, and you guys have a magical water elemental, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which makes this a little more realistic, I guess. Go ahead. I do have a range limit on my message spell. Yeah, that's <laughs> what is your range limit? 120 feet. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, the uh, the sun is augmenting your <laughs> elvish magic currently. Hold on. What's the uh, range on your telepathy? 30 feet. Oh. So left these, yeah, that's the only <laughs> people I can see in 30 okay, feet. Okay, gotcha. And then my booming So you're voice. surprised to find that somehow <laughs> your message spell works. And also, we have to get on with the game. Yeah. yeah. So, we're going to do what we're going to do. All right, Wisp makes it back, no problem. All right, I'll let you guys Like butter. Okay. Uh, so it's plus four. Plus four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to your checks, so you have advantage. Cool. 
So I'm going to go next, Corian. Yeah. So I'm going to go 10, 12, 15, 12, 10. Okay. He's on track to fail, and Pass. he passed, failing. <laughs> All right, 12. Fail. 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, 40% of the way out, because now I'm doing this by fives, right, Sam? Right. Um, Notch loses his grip on Wisp, or Wisp loses his grip on Notch, I guess, technically. And um, Notch, you need to fight to stay in a position where Wisp can get you. Perfect. And um, we'll just assume... Oh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> That's why. I wasn't ready for that. Okay, so we're going to just make it a DC 15 for mm -hmm. you to allow Wisp to be able to rescue you, which he's going to make a check for. Right. And it's a strength save. Three. Okay, Two. so Notch is moving down the river. Obviously, at Marisy. One movement. <laughs> Wisp can use his movement and take just no advantage to try to save Notch currently. Okay. Or he can move ahead and be able to take advantage next round. With the chance of Notch not... Completing his swim check and moving even further away from Wisp. Right. Um, so what would you like to do? We'll move down for advantage. Okay. So that's fine. So as long as you don't fail your check now by more than five, Notch, he'll be there to get grab you. Because okay. he's going to move down past you, assuming you're going to float more. Right. Okay? We'll see about that. So, so don't fail too bad. And um, since you've moved in the river some, we'll see if the DC's lessened. And it has by a great deal. Okay. DC 10 for you. Ooh. You're like in heavier water. Yeah. All right. You that's pass. 17. And uh, Wisp has advantage to grab you. Okay. So by all means. That one. That one and, and uh, 18. Yeah. Plus. Okay. Wisp has you again. You're 40% across the river. We're going to say you didn't lose much against the way. Sure. And you're on a DC 15 check. Okay. That's fine. Okay. You are on a DC 10 check. That got you back past the 12, the DC 12 check. Sweet. And pass. Okay. Notch has made it to the other side of the that's river. Sweet. And... Uh, Wisp comes back for Corian, right? And that's our last guy. Yeah. Hi, Corian. All right. So I'm rolling for Wisp, right? Yes. Wisp gets plus four and yes. advantage. <laughs> so this shouldn't be that. That's heavy. a natural twenty. Okay. So you skip to the DC fifteen check. That's a seven and it passed. All right. <laughs> You're uh, sixty percent of the way across to your DC twelve check. It's a fail so far. Yeah. 60%, DC 12. Okay, please make a strength save, or athletics saving throw, rather, to uh, ensure that you stay within Notch's roof, or Wisp's roof. I rolled a 2. Okay, I'm not going to roll DC. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you fail, and you move. And what would you like to do? Would you like him to move ahead so you can get advantage, or are you just going to take the straight roll right now? Yeah, he can move ahead, too. Okay, so you need to pass your save, or not fail by more than 5. On a DC 12. Okay. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> so um, you've moved down past him, and um, you need to struggle to stay afloat because right. you are going to risk, you know, losing your bearings and drowning and all that other stuff. Those long swords are heavy. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bunch of them. He should have had a rapier. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I switched to a, a different yeah, you, die. You <laughs> well, it gave you so, a nat 20, so I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's double uh, guys. Yeah, he's double good. Yeah. Before you roll... Uh -huh. um, you guys were watching, Quarion just like surfing across, gets 60% of the way across, and then just goes straight down and falls in. You guys see his head pop up halfway down, and you guys see Wisp just like floating around, going around to catch him. And then you see his head go under again, and Wisp is like looking around, and he shows up on the other side of him. So, he's, he's bobbing. Alright, that's a 12 plus my zero. Okay. And it's pretty bad water. <laughs> With a 97 on percent, I gotta give it like a DC 17 to be fair. My character's in water. I had a character that went swimming once. Okay, so um, you failed by a lot. Uh huh. So I'm moving you forward another two arrows. Mm -hmm. um, we're gonna figure out what these arrows mean if you survive. <laughs> um, but Wisp uh, is going to have to move double movement, and he's okay. not going to get advantage. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Um. So, please pass so that Wisp gets an opportunity to save you. Maybe it's really, really easy water where you're at. It is fairly easy water, but you get a plus zero, right? Yeah, so I can't... You yeah. can float up, though. If it was, like, 10%, maybe I'd give you, like, an 8. But, yeah, he's got a 7. And um, you didn't fail by 5. So you're not drowning like you were last round. Mm -hmm. uh, you're still moving, and Wisp hasn't caught up with you. But uh, he has caught up enough that you can now do the advantage or single save option. He can move and grab you or double move past you to... Save you. 
I think that his chances are better than mine. I agree. So, We're going to go for the single save? Yeah, we'll go for the single save. Okay. And he's going to have the same DC you just had, which is just like a 10. All right. Okay. Nailed it. Wisp has you. We're in DC 12 <laughs> water. So you just need to pass that DC 12 now. With advantage. With advantage. Oh. oh okay. He's, he gets a 13 and passes. You're in DC 10 water. The home stretch is here. With advantage, Wisp should be able to take you home. That's a 7. <laughs> And trying to. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I figured out the trick. I just need to kill characters while I'm rolling. You, you have to angry roll them for you to get high numbers because you're like gentle rolling them. It's like, nah. Okay. So, um, Wisp is able, without any help from Corrin, to um, kind of grab him by his feet and like have his back bounce across the water as he pulls him into shore. Um, and you guys have to run with the water's edge to get down where Quarren comes in. Yeah. Um, hold on, hold on. I yeah. don't know if these two are running. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to run while you're laughing, I guess. <laughs> no, they care about you. Rough ride, huh, Quarren? <laughs> so, um, you guys are not up where the green fields are anymore. You're right. down where some of the living area is and stuff. Okay. And Quarren is soaking wet, breathing heavy, but okay and out of the water. Looks like a drenched cat. Yeah. <laughs> You, you did grow up around that river, right? Did you ever go swimming before? Well, you know, I had this nice little wading pool at home, and it's kind of true because I could cut out like a little notch to get right in the mirror or something. And also, no, no one's ever supposed to go swimming in this river. <laughs> that would be dumb. There's a reason why we have barges. Uh, yeah, large ferries in this water too. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have small fairies on well, Nasha's ring. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> it is true. Mm -hmm. um, so all of the elves at this point are here. Uh, it was quite the commotion. The most exciting thing has happened in a while. And uh, Rog happens to be with us as well, to make right. this nice and simple. So Rog has a new getup. Uh, he's wearing the black and red outfit that you guys remember the bandits wearing. Mm -hmm. Oh. So, um, you know, you guys have stolen them before. I don't know if they're stolen. Everybody really quick digs into their bag and tosses it on. Didn't want to get wet. <laughs> Didn't want to get wet. I took it off before I got in. Uh, um, Babe, Babe Reese goes and unbuns his shirt. <laughs> he doesn't look evil. I know this looks like a cultist. So he's not looking evil, but everyone else is still wearing their natural fibers, and he is the only one who's wearing... This manufactured, you know, clothing. Right. So, Raga says, Corin, are you going to be okay? I've been through worse. Very good. Well, welcome back, guys. Uh, as you can see, Galahan's done a great big of changing since you were last here. Yeah, that's quite up and down obvious. Yes. Well, uh, what can we do? What brings you to Galahan? Well, as I was explaining to the farm supervisor that I was speaking to. <coughs> <laughs> Some water in my lungs. <laughs> um, we are a little short on information at the moment because we did we were traveling for quite a long time. So I was thinking perhaps we could step inside, get dried off, and had a chat. Of course, of course. Come to my chambers. You guys get dry off, um, you know, they uh, provide you with some clothing if you guys want to change out of your clothing and throw it on top of a fire or something like that. Got any food or something, bro? <laughs> Above a fire, not on top of a yeah, fire. <laughs> Above a fire. Uh, to start drying out your traveling clothes. And, um, yes, they're able to bring some food, but it's nothing like you're eating at um, Unity. These are measly, small portions of grains, you know, picked off of whatchamacallits. And um, probably no fruit, because yeah, it's, it's going to be like a lot of dried food. Yeah, dried grains. Maybe you guys are getting some other dried fruits and reserves, preserves or something. So, so uh, you guys said you were traveling. Where did you travel from? Well, frankly, everywhere. <laughs> we took a trip from Poplar Farm up to the Diamondback Mountains, and then how, how the are they doing at Poplar? I don't know. I was not actually present for that one. I was on a separate contingent. The uh, the land uh, cultivator abandoned the farm uh, when the moon came high. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I wonder if they'll be asking for 
us to uh, take that over now. That's interesting. Well, all the machines were still there last that we checked, and they were still operable. Now, machines, are, are you talking about Hicks Farm, or are you talking about Poplar? Poplar, the one right next to the Capitol? Oh, Poplar Farm. That was burned down. Really? I believe so. Notch, can you confirm that? <laughs> we heard there was a great fire at the uh, Capitol, but we didn't hear about the farm catching fire as well. We, uh, we avoided the Capitol. Well, we did hear the explosions and stuff from the fires from the Capitol. I think um, the farm is being occupied. That would make sense. Obviously, they're, they're going to need the food. I mean, everyone needs the food in the current time. You know, mm -hmm. It's not going to be easy. Well, I'll, I'll send word through my channels and see if I can find out more. I, I didn't know if they were in need or not. So. Well, nothing's growing out there because this is the only source of light where I've seen uh, vegetation growing in the past two weeks. How, how did this come to be? How did you get the sun? Well, uh, I've been in communication with uh, the Silvermoon government about some changes to some farming methods. We're very lucky, of course, to have this son. Uh, Yiren, the, you know, the old man, is good good for some things at least. Uh, basically, when that moon took over, Yiren was immediately greatly disturbed. And uh, he had gathered some of the older elves from the field and sacrificed a whole field of grain. At the time, I was freaking out, but you know, he said to do it to uh, Chianti. And that had created this large uh, source of light. And it's still existent. Uh, it's been probably two weeks since yeah. that's occurred. I think it's been about two weeks since you guys think at Hicks Mill. Maybe three at this point. It's hard to tell. Probably three, I think. Let's we, go with three as a, as a team. Because we had to go all the way out there, do our adventure, spend a couple <laughs> nights there, go yeah. up. Yeah. We'll call it three weeks. Three weeks. Um, do you mean to roll a religion check to... Uh, Chianti's easy. That's like, uh, any elves who worship the harvest and stuff. That's, Chianti. Yeah. Cool. It's a goddess of harvest. So, um... Speaking of this cult of the silver moon... Wait, what did you call it? Uh, Order of the Silver Moon. I don't know if I misheard you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I didn't hear you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Um, so what's your arrangement with them right now, if you don't mind me asking? Well, uh, I guess a day or two after the moon took over the sky, they came up on one of the fairies, uh, bestial people, covered in fur. Mm -hmm. Um, but they were very kind, and they approached us peaceably. Now, uh, that gets me to another story that I knew we were going to have to get to at some point. Uh, unfortunately, Yarn is no longer with us. He, uh, ended up freaking out. And uh, even if he's blind, he still attempted to attack them all when they set a store. And uh, we couldn't stop him. He ended up killing seven of them before they had knocked him out. Um, but yes, so they, they, they came up and came to me. They knocked him out? So he's still alive? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's still alive. They didn't kill him. Uh, we we uh, understood that they needed to take him uh, down somewhere where they could, you know, imprison him for the time being until he had a chance to cool down. Um, and, I, you know, he wasn't doing much for me here anyway, so I allowed it to happen. He wasn't doing much beyond making sure that you can continue harvesting. Yeah, and we owe a great deal to him, but to randomly attack people coming off of a boat like that, like, I think something's gone wrong with him. I think something in the head's set loose since this moon's taken over. He was always in tune with nature, so. And uh, where exactly did they take him? I imagine to the capital. I'm not entirely sure. And just so that we're on the same page, which capital is that? Well, it's it's the same place where Felicia's capital is. That's where they're currently inhabiting. Okay. Yep. Um, and he will, you know, I can visit him as needed. He will come back. I'm not that bad of a grandson, you know. Okay, so you have seen him since? I haven't, no. But I'm, I am assured he is in good hands and taken care of. <laughs> They know how powerful he is. They know he means a great deal to our people. And us having good relationships with them is going to be contingent on Yiren being okay. So. So what's... So with your getup, are you uh, part of their, like, military now? Uh, the only reason why I, I wear this now is because I am a uh, leader of the new government. Uh, you know, I'm going to be master of agriculture, which is going to become increasingly important that we all find a way to work this land now that uh, this is the world that we live in. 
So I don't suppose you've given any thought to just fixing the problem. Well, there's not much you can do if the uh, if the course of nature has taken this course. You know, we will not fight nature. That's not what we do here. Uh, you know, as the Silver Moon had come up and spoke to us, is that we need to get back in tune with our natural instincts. So uh, these people who had came up, uh, you know, they are in tune with their instincts. They are both man and beast. And uh, nature wants to take us in this direction. We will go in the direction nature takes us. You, you do know that these beast people that you're talking about, the Order of the Silver Moon, that they worship chaos gods, right? I think that there's probably a great deal of misinformation floating up in the north. Uh, I don't know exactly where you guys were traveling, but the Scrodeg Mountains, I can tell you right now that those people know nothing of what's going on in the real land. And then uh, if you were anywhere else in the north, you know, I'm a gray jaw, but I think that they're a little bit more stubborn up north as well, and I could see them just bucking against any of the tides. So I'm not sure where you've gotten that information, but we've seen nothing to prove that. I don't know why you would believe that. I'm trying to think of having, like, books and documentation <laughs> of all that. Uh, but, I mean, we can let him have his fun. Uh, I mean, because Rog doesn't really feel like he's changed much, right? Like, he's still... No, he's the same Rog. Same Rog, but got a little power position now. Okay. Just for the record, when are you going to be adopting that position as uh, head of agriculture? Uh... I'm currently able to, you know, communicate with them as they come up on ferries and send back my information. So I'm in it currently, but I'll move to the capital once I ensure that my... Yeah, that's what I was looking at. So, yeah. when, when, when's your timetable for that? I'm not entirely sure yet. There's okay. a great bit of work to do, have you made from what a, I'm told. Have you made a plan to what kind of crops you're going to be able to grow or anything like that? Yes, I have uh, lots of plans to uh, start growing in tunnels. There's a lot you can do in a tunnel, lots of different types of food choices. Tubers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we uh, also plan on looking into um, some of the natural light sources. Uh, you may not all have much experience with it and looking around. He knows you're from Piazza. You're one of the city folk. And um, you don't look like you're from around here. But um, the North used to have lots of these um, uh, light-admitting fungus that uh, have been scared from the land just like our gladiolus tristuses with the movement of forage coming in mm-hmm. so we're assured the new government uh is going to cut back on forage build a wall <laughs> um, and uh you know allow things to take their natural toll so we expect to see uh you know some of the nighttime flowers come back as things move together and uh, we do know that a lot of the <coughs> plants are dying currently but um, we will cultivate new plants to take their place. I knew about that fungus, by the way. Speaking of Piazza, have you heard anything about what's going on down there? Uh, honestly, I only get to speak with them once a week when they come up on the ferry. And uh, I haven't collected much information about... Yeah, the ferries are running much less often now. If, if he sees you guys give like a glance to each other, he thinks you're talking about, like, the ferries only coming once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to ensure that... People aren't using the ferries for, you know, purposes they should not be, especially with the fact that everyone needs so much food now, and we're supplying a lot more than we did. Um, the Silver Moon has taken over the ferries, and they're only able to get up and down once a week. So, Since we have been on uh, travels for quite a bit of time, could you explain the transition of power between the previous government and this one? Of course, yes. Uh, so... I'm sure you're aware that uh, the current king, uh, Boaz Strommel, uh, you being uh, someone who's part of the government and such, um, has a lot of new ideas to overturn some of Murdoch's heavy requirements on the use of forge. Um, so like some things that come to your mind is forge aren't allowed to be weaponry anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, forge have special rules like uh, the clockworks down in the uh, farm, uh, Piccadilly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he said that Boaz had plans of undoing a lot of those rules and regulations and making a freer market for Forge uh, as he was getting pocketed by most of the people down in the South. Um, and uh, luckily for us, uh, the nature and uh, I'm sure many of its gods have conspired together together to send these people of great strength and great speed 
to overturn that government before they ruin Felicia as a whole. Alright. I understand the narrative. So, I we are planning on heading south at this point. Do you have any word on my father? Ah. Uh, what I'm told of Mercy Keep is that because of all of its soldiers, it resisted a little greatly, or, well, rather greatly, uh, to the takeover. And uh, most of those soldiers are dead. Um, I have asked, of course, looking out for Penlod. He's very, very important to us. And uh, no one has found his body or identified him. So I, I cannot be sure where he is at this current time. So I'm assuming the keep is now under control of the <coughs> order of the Man. <laughs> Correct. And Penlod, of course, I you know would have a place there as long as he wasn't a key in the resistance. You know, I would always help his cause as well if you hear anything otherwise. Um, you know, Uncle Penlod has been very good to us, and we will take care of him. So, all right. Um, yeah, I will just mention in passing that part of our responsibility, this little entourage that I have here, is investigating these changes in nature. So. I think that perhaps when I learn something, I should let you know. That's fine. Uh, because of who I am now, I'm sure you can send word through any of the official channels of the Silver Moon. And uh, I will uh, make sure those channels are open to you. Corenzel said. So they have uh, couriers now. Well, not entirely. There's, there's not much structure. But uh, if you can get a letter to a ferry, it will get up to me. Got gotcha. it. You know, to a, to a captain of a ferry or something. Uh, actually, Quarion, maybe you and I should work together here and uh, I can help appoint you as uh, head of the Mercy Keep until Penlod comes back. Unfortunately, I feel the weight of my responsibilities to fulfill my duty in investigating this matter, and therefore I will have to, at the moment, turn you down, but perhaps in the future. Okay, well, if uh, someone else comes to power... I don't know if I'll be able to offer the same opportunity to you. Uh, you know, if someone else is appointed to Mercy Keep. I understand. Fair enough. Oh. Uh, well, I'm not sure if you guys would know. Do you know who the goddess of the raven kind amulet is? I, I would know. Probably the... I got a religion and my skills. Well, who is it? Is it, uh, that... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, who is it? <laughs> Is it that Chianti? Oh, no, it's not Chianti. It's the goddess of uh, Harvest. It's, it's a bad goddess. It's the, the Raven Amulet is from an evil god. So I got so a they're not related. 16. Uh, I'll pull it up real quick for you guys. What was it? Ravenkind or something? Yeah. Holy symbol Ravenkind? Mm-hmm. Church of Barovia. So it looks like, um, there's actually a very interesting story behind this amulet, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> takes a lot of Ravenloft background behind it. Um, so Notch is able to have some knowledge somewhere stored up about this. There is a hidden city, uh, lost to the world name, um, Barovia, and um, this symbol is known for its use by a paladin named Luke Donna, um, who uh, destroyed a bunch of vampires with it. Okay, so it's mm -hmm. a vampire slaying amulet, but it's evil. There's there's a lot of... <laughs> there's a lot around Barovia. <laughs> that's that's a whole other uh, campaign setting. Oh, okay. Ravenloft is a you know vampire campaign setting. Well, in, in the past, it's been traditionally like a, a kind of horror campaign setting. And uh, if, if we're just talking outside of everything, Barovia is ran by the greatest vampire at the time. It's it's his town. He's uh, banished there and stuck there. But oh, technically, Barovia is an evil place, like, okay. from my understanding of it. I was just trying to think if maybe this would help, um, if we could use this to help start like the sun and like, other places for him to grow food. I don't know what the item's abilities actually are. Like, whatever the item's abilities say they are, you can use them for those I, abilities. I didn't find it in the DM and the, uh... Oh, okay. I think I copied the whole entire information to you guys, didn't I, or no? It, it was months ago. Yeah, that's fine. Well, uh, that's something I can do off, what to call it, 
for now. Yeah, because we can't use it right yeah. now. That's why I was trying to see if I can get to the hands of someone who could use it. But I mean, maybe you just hand it to Rock right now and treat it as a roleplay thing. Okay, or, or hand it to whoever you want. Yeah. We, we can do whatever you guys want. <laughs> I don't know what you guys want to do with it. Give it to the evil NPC. <laughs> no. All right. We'll, we'll talk about what it can and can't do, and we'll make it make a little bit more sense to the campaign since it was randomly generated for you guys. Um, so it's not just like a wasted item and a wasted find. Just change vampire out for werewolf. And... <laughs> that's, that's a little too much. <laughs> you just slap a werewolf with it and it dies instantly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> easy. <laughs> GG, easy. No, I gotta put a silver chain around that and my, mm. uh, my, what you call it, my rapier. And then it does like double damage. Mm. <laughs> to vampires. Okay. So... Will you guys be staying a while? What is your ultimate goal in coming to Galahan? Well, we were just passing on our way by. We were planning on taking a ferry down the river, since that is generally easier. But, as you have illuminated to us, that does not appear to be a possibility at the moment. I mean, I can give you passage on the next ferry. Oh, you can? Comes. Yeah, of course. How many days would that be? We'll just call it a day. Tomorrow. <laughs> we'll just call it a day. <laughs> well, in that case, I... Sorry, let me, let me try harder. Oh, it's been a good six days. It shouldn't be coming any day now. Great timing. <laughs> good thing you guys didn't spend a day in the river. You would have missed it. Or hit it. <laughs> Will uh, we be stopping at Mercy to see if we can find anything, like rapiers? I don't see the reason like magical rapiers i it's under control of the silver moon right now i don't think we can go inside and start pillaging what do you what do you think uh i think uh Quran with his papers will definitely i mean they're they're a very reasonable government they'll definitely allow him access to his own keep as long as he doesn't intend to give them any issues okay we will stop at mercy <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, I mean they're not looking to overthrow everything in place that would just lead to chaos <laughs> we all chuckle <laughs> and live awkwardly to each other we heard tell that there were these adventurers who caused all this to happen in the first place <laughs> those guys I'd watch no. out for they're on the road <laughs> And then we heard word from our cousins that there was 40 people dropped off to them. <laughs> and then we heard that one of them was a were-tiger, and the other one was a member, was pretending to be a member of the Silver Crow. He was impostering. Oh, wait, do you have any showing scars? Uh, well, they're all under my clothes. That's what I'm asking. So there's nothing showing. But you did take off your clothes, put them over the fire, theoretically. We're just going to move on with it, but I do need to start getting these things in mind now that we're in, we're in Silver Moon territory, so it's all a little bit more meaningful. Corian and uh, Notch grab blankets and hold them up around. <laughs> Big Big babies body changing. changing. It's a custom from Marie's room. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to end the episode there for you guys. You can kind of figure out what you want to do, and we'll look at the Raven Lofting off camera, off microphone. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Pathless Podcast. We're going to direct everything to pathlesspod.com. If you guys have any interest, um, you know, all of our contact is there. Everything you need to do is there. Thank you to all of you who have left reviews. If you continue to find the podcast enjoyable, please uh, leave us an iTunes review. It helps other people find us. And uh, I was told that Stitcher reviews uh, exist in the same exact way. So if any of you are using Stitcher, you can try that as well. Uh, sorry for the break again. We're going to try to get on a more consistent scheduling basis uh, for these episodes. So uh, we probably will only release them every other week now. And uh, if you don't have time to do that, we wish you the best of luck. But uh, you should see one every other week. And we hope that you enjoy this content and continue to do so. We're going to keep up with Pumpkin Spice and Lightlessness till their ends. Anything I'm missing, guys? Uh, during the holiday season, if you could go to pathlesspod.com and click on our Amazon link. And whatever you buy on Amazon is the same price. It'll help us uh, keep the heat on in the winter. And also, if we can convince the gentlemen with kids to make their wives, if we're making money doing this, then maybe they'll let <laughs> us play more often, and we can go back to doing once a week. Yeah. But for now, it would be a great for, it'd be a great tool to support the Pathless Podcast with no 
a monetary donation directly towards us. It just uh, helps us in the business world and it helps us create more content, which we enjoy. Definitely. Thank you guys.